Here's the thing. It's not what you did, son, that angers me so. It's who you did it to. Who? The fucking nobody? That fucking nobody is John Wick. was an associate of ours. We called him Baba Yaga. The boogeyman? Well, John wasn't exactly the boogeyman. He was the one you sent to kill the fucking boogeyman. That's very kind of you not I just, to... I just didn't want to burp. Into the microphone. Because it would be gnarly. Yeah, and I would then have to delete everything. Yep, again. Uh, um, I cannot get uh, something out of my head after last night, and that is Braccio. Braccio! Braccio! Braccio, what news? What news, Braccio? Because, like, in Italy, we all talk like we're surfer dudes. To be fair, that's how they talked back then, and Keanu Reeves did the research. 100%. Hey, everybody. We're talking Keanu Reeves today on How Have You Not Seen This. Welcome. Welcome to How Have You Not Seen This. How Have You Not Seen This, which, for mm -hmm. those of you who are new and welcome... Hello. It's a podcast. Yep. That's probably why you're listening to it right now. This is a podcast. This is not TV. This is a podcast. That you listen to uh, possibly through your computer... What? Or your phone. Already lost. Maybe your car. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is a podcast where Tracy and I take turns showing each other movies that one of us hasn't seen already. I'm Daniel Carlson. That's my wife, Tracy. Yeah. And here's... This is going to shock you. Um, My list of stuff that he hasn't seen is a lot longer because he hasn't seen anything. She is wiser and smarter and more learned. Which is amazing, considering he is a film critic. Used to be. Although, to be fair, the movies that I haven't seen are, like, uh, different than the movies he hasn't seen. The word you're looking for is bummers. <laughs> not all of them. A lot of them. A lot of the movies that I've seen that you have not seen are just stone-cold bummers. Stone-cold bummers, so. which is uh, the name of today's movie. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, today uh, today we're talking about 2014's John Wick, starring John Wick. Keanu Reeves, which I had seen before and Tracy had not. Uh, it, is an, not. it is an action movie from a few years ago. It stars guns uh, and explosions. Guns are, I would say, the lead actor. Yeah, the lead actor is guns, and the, the, the co-lead is probably Keanu Reeves. Joint so. Keanu Reeves, high five. But, yep. boom. Keanu. It's the Keanu song. The Kian the Keanu the Keanu songs. Keanu Keanu He's having a Keanu songs. Okay. Like the Renaissance. Mm -hmm. It's a Keanu songs. The Reevesening. The Reevesening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. John okay. Wick. John Wick. We watched John Wick uh last night? Yeah, last, last night. night we watched John Wick. Last night. So, I know the answer to this already, but just for the record what kept you from seeing this There's movie? There's a dog that dies. Yep, there it is. There's a dog that dies. There's I don't need I don't need anything else. I need nothing. Someone's like, hey, uh, there's the greatest movie with literally all of your favorite actors, and all they're doing is reading erotic poetry that they wrote about you Whoa. to you in person have never you, mind it's a play have you thought about this but there's no i'm literally this is coming off the top of my head that was amazing but an animal dies i'm like oh no and they're like oh it's also a dog and i'm like uh def definitely no and they're like oh also it's a puppy that his dead wife sent him and i'm yeah. like word i'm out and you all can go fuck yourselves it's it's tough uh, in the Carlson household, uh, if there is an animal that is in danger, that is a movie or TV show that I need to see first to screen yeah. its appropriateness yeah. to determine if it is 
what uh, what Tracy could withstand. Yeah. And that is not a... It has to be Tracy approved. That is not a control thing. Or approved that for is, Tracy. That is not a weirdness. That is a, that is a, I'm doing my due diligence as a partner. Word. Because I love and respect my partner, and I know what would send her caterwauling. And I know if it was too bad, I was like, we, she couldn't see this. Word. And I, I knew that the death of the dog in John Wick was not good, because I've seen it, but... That enabled me to uh, it, kind of skip over that scene when we watched it. Basically, yeah. when we got to that moment in the movie and we could talk about it, I just kind of, I turned the sound off. I had her not look at this TV and I fast forwarded and skipped over that whole scene. They just recapped what had happened. Yeah. And and we were fine. Mm-hmm. Av- avoided all dog death. I don't see why they had to kill the dog in the first place. I personally uh, found the whole thing ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. I think that's a really fucking stupid reason to kill a dog and beat up a guy. Like, I was irritated at that point. I was yeah. very, very irritated. Yeah, and I told you those guys were going to get their own. But anyway, uh, 2014's John Wick, a brief recap uh, for those of you who have not seen John Wick or might have forgotten what happens. Keanu Reeves plays John Wick, a retired assassin. His wife dies of... An undefined illness. I feel like cancer. We're gonna say or... she, they're out one evening and she collapses. It's it's done in a montage. It's very very brief. But it's a no. It's long enough. Can't like yeah. She, so she goes to the yeah. hospital. He has to pull the plug and everything. She dies. So he's in mourning. A couple uh, a couple days later, like a day after the funeral, he gets a delivery. She has while sick in the. I'm telling you to open her crate. She's wanting oh, for her okay. crate to be open. Okay. Got it. Sorry about that, folks. We live with a dog. Hey, there she goes. Uh Uh-huh. Gosh, she's not even a good producer. No, she's terrible. She's just sitting down now. Yep. Anyway, so John Wick, the day after his wife's funeral, the day of whatever, gets a delivery from his wife who scheduled this while she was sick, which is amazing multitasking. She has a a puppy. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. She has a puppy delivered to him and says, "Uh, I'll always love you. I know you miss me. Now you don't have to grieve alone. It's like a gift from beyond the grave. You of need a puppy. something to love that's not something your to car. love. Yes, exactly. So, so she sends him a puppy, and then he has a little puppy. Uh, he has a he crosses paths with some like Russian gangsters at a gas station who a random a random encounter, guy totally random encounter a random guy who who tries to buy uh, John Wick's car from him. John Wick says no sale. The guy's like, oh, I hate that guy now. So he decides to yeah. go back to that guy's house that night, steal his car. And because he just has fun with it being a bad guy, beats up John Wick, kills the dog. Yeah. And then... No fucking reason. John Wick decides to go on the warpath and take revenge on this kid who's the son of a gangster, he finds out. And he just wages war on the gangster's family. And that's the movie. It's just revenge. It's just pure revenge. Yeah. It's 90 minutes of just straight up revenge. Just not messing around. Yeah. No hesitation. Yep. It is really, really stripped down, and uh, Keanu Reeves beats up a lot of dudes and shoots a lot of dudes, and there's a lot of fighting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's John Wick. That's so. that's literally all it is. Mm-hmm. He's not being brief. It's just him shooting yeah. everything. He shoots a lot of stuff. And uh, and well, I mean, he shoots very well. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, very proud of him. Um, I... I do you want to talk? I don't know. How do we... I forget how we... Because we kind of just what do we do? wing it's a, it. It's a podcast, right? This is a... Yeah. Yep. Welcome to our podcast. Do you so, want to talk about... Do you want my let me opinion talk, first? Yeah. Let me... Talk to me about how you felt about the movie. Okay. I have feelings. Both during the movie and then upon reflection. Okay. Uh, first of all, I thought that um, the whole like let's go fucking kill a guy or beat the shit out of a guy and kill his dog. Kill his dog there. I'm going to tell you something right now. I have a gun. I am. I have a gun. Uh, don't fuck with me. Um, 
it I don't ever want to use it, but my biggest fear in life is that someone is going to come into my house and hurt my dog. Not me, not my husband, not the cats, you can have them, but the dog. Someone's going to hurt the dog. Yeah, that sounds bad, but you can have the cats. You, I mean, they're fine. You'll regret that you you'll regret taking them. It will be a ruthless people situation it, if you it take really the cats. Will. You'll it want, really will. You, yeah. Um, I... I did not like that, but uh, I will say I loved seeing John Leguizamo. This this movie had fucking everybody, like every. It was like a new scene gave me a new person that I love, all that I already love. So that was good. John Leguizamo plays the owner of this chop shop, and I love. He's such an amazing actor, just period. And this is such a brief role, and maybe he comes back in two and three. I don't know. But I love that he's like, oh, you are so fucked. Get out of like you fucking stole John Wick's car. Get the fuck out of my uh, garage. Like you are yeah. mm-hmm. an idiot. The owner of the car, did you, did you kill him or what? No. You sure so fucked up his dog. <laughs> you fucked up his dog. That's what you did. You yeah. fucked up his dog. It's yeah. <laughs> crazy shit, man. <laughs> Oh, look at you. It's great. You're going to come into my shop and you're going to pull a gun on me. That's ah, great, man. Come on. Now, you, you kill me right now when you get the fuck out of my shop. Um, I can't remember. I think it was his daddy, so never mind. But um, I it was a, so it was a total fluke that it was John Wick who happened to work for this super bad guy who I'm going to say Daniel's going to laugh at me. Who's played by this guy who's supposed to be Russian and is clearly Scandinavian. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Okay. He played, uh, he actually played the reporter in the original movie versions based on the girl with the dragon tattoo. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. Uh, his son is supposed to be Russian and is clearly Irish. Am I wrong? Uh, no, his son is played by a guy named Alfie Allen who was on Game of Thrones and who is Irish? Uh, Am I wrong? He's English. Mm-hmm. He's English actor. Who did he play on Game of Thrones? Let's find Where was out. he born? I'm telling you. He, he yells, played Theon Greyjoy. He I have yells, never seen Game of Thrones. Okay, well, he yells something Sorry. in the bathhouse or whatever. In His accent totally comes out. full-on accent. And I was like, you are not Russian. And your father is not Russian. And it drives Daniel crazy because I'll listen to someone and be like, oh, that's a fake accent. And he's like, can you just enjoy a movie? And I'm like, not if they don't do a good accent. Alfie Allen, the kid, was born in Hammersmith, London. Well, his older sister is Lily Allen. I was close. That's crazy. England, Ireland, I was close. It's that it's the same hemisphere. Well, and possibly uh He could have family. Listen. Just, uh, at least I knew he wasn't Russian. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I love the line that fucking nobody is John Wick. I was like, yeah. Um, I love that they, when he says, uh, Baba Yaga and he's like, what the boogeyman? He's like, yeah, this is who you kill. This is who you send to kill the boogeyman. Yeah. I was like, so, okay, we're going to see some shit. Yeah. John Wick played this like hardcore ultimate assassin and like the, like the, yeah, the killer's killer, the killer's killer. Um, I don't know why, I don't know why I noticed this. Did you notice that there were a lot of old school phones? What do you mean? Like landlines or old, old cell phones? landlines. Everybody had yeah. a fucking landline. Yeah, uh, that's true. I just thought true. that was interesting. I no, don't know. I, I hear you. I noticed. I hear you. Um, yeah, I think it kind of helps to cut it off from certain time periods. You know, it makes it feel a little more timeless. Yeah, I, sh- that's, this was not timeless. Well, it's not timeless, timeless, but you know what I mean. Uh, I was super proud that I still remember my Latin. For those of you who don't know me, I had to take Latin in school because for how many years? I went to a nerdy school. We had to take Latin and another... Uh, How many years did you take Latin? Two. That's a lot of Latin. It's a lot of Latin. Uh, but I saw the tattoo on the back of uh, John when he was taken. I'll show Didn't show me the front, but they showed me the back. And Fortis the te- Fortuna Adiovat. Which, which means? Which means fortune favors the bold. Well, fortune favors the brave is how we know it. But right. if you want to be literal about it, it's fortune favors the bold. If you want to be Latin. Um... It is from uh, an early Roman um, 
playwright Terrence's uh, play Formio, just for those of you who didn't know. Hey, there you go. Uh, also, it is it makes me think of the song from uh, Elton John's Aida, which what? I might. <laughs> Fortune favors the brave. See, I told you. Uh, fortune favors the brave. Fortune favors okay. the young. Come A on. lot of things remind you of Aida, though. That's not fair. Well, I like that musical. Um, you played it for me several times. You know what? I don't need the sass. I wasn't being sassy. I don't need the sass from okay. you. Uh, there were parts. Okay, so I'm just reading you my notes. Uh, I was reminded. Okay. Oh, yeah. When the first group of assassins. Oh, sent by the vulture. Who, uh, who, hello. Uh, oh, yeah, the vulture from, Thir- from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. The, uh, the actor, name? I fucking love him. I've loved him ever since he was in SVU like 20 years ago. And then he was uh, he was on um, uh, the movie about the first responders. Oh, His name is Dean Winters. Rescue Me. Yeah, he was in Rescue Me. That's where I he first knew him. He was in, um, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's in all those commercials where he plays... Um, Mayhem or mayhem. something? Yeah. A uh, mayhem. I cause car wrecks. I, he's just, he's incredibly sexy to me. Like, incredibly sexy. Yeah. So he sends 12 guys to kill um, Jack, uh, no, blah, blah, John Wick. And I was reminded of Jack Reacher in the Lee Child books. I don't know if those of you who have read it. I'm not talking about the Tom Cruise Jack Reacher, although he was good. But Jack Reacher in the books is like, the killers kill he's like nonstop. you it's amazing um great books if you're in houston go to murder by the book and pick some up it's a great bookstore tell them we sent you you don't get a discount tell them- <laughs> you'll get a oh my god you know tracy oh my god mm-hmm. uh no it's a fantastic bookstore and actually they're online murderbooks.com that's just my plug i don't know mm-hmm. why i had to say that we're not being paid for uh that. no but i love them uh he reminded me of that i okay so then the cop comes i love the cop that's jimmy he was in the newsroom the newsroom yeah um i recognized him i can't remember his name um i loved the cleaners they oh made, the, the crime scene cleaners. they made me super happy i don't know why yeah um then he goes to that wicked hotel which i the continental was crazy for and mm-hmm. who do we have but lance reddick who oh my god and as always, it is a pleasure having you with us again, Mr. Wick. Everything he does, I love. Everything. Um, Fringe, which he... Lost? Lost, yeah. But he did Fringe the Wire. with Anna Torv, who we've been watching. On Mindhunter. Yes. Okay, then I was disappointed because I saw an actress who Daniel does not understand my disdain for her. And my brother right now is like in in Brooklyn, rolling his eyes and screaming. I can't stand Adrian Padalecki or whatever you pronounce her name. I can't no, it's... stand her. I've seen her in a lot of stuff. I've given her enough of a chance. It's I, just Palicki. Adrian no, Palicki. Whatever the fuck her name is. She's Jeez. smug. Smug? She's smug. Smug. And I can't stand There's a lot of actresses that I love. I love many, many. I love uh, Bridget Moynihan, who plays his wife. Dead wife. Uh, de- mm. Dead wife. Mm-hmm. I loved the bartender with her little hottie rockabilly hair. Uh-huh. She was super cute. I didn't like Adrian Palicki. Uh, I can't stand her. Why? I've seen her in many things. What have you seen her in? Um, Did she Friday Night Lights? I've seen her in uh, um, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, I don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know. Um, I've seen her in that show, uh, The Orville. Um, yeah, she's on the, the the Fox show, The Orville. Yes. What's so, his so name? Don't, Seth so don't MacFarlane. Act like, so don't act like I'm making some sort of like wow. judgment call on her looks. I'm, I didn't that think I that at all. It's that I don't like her. But then everything is good in the world. Because sweet Christ has delivered Ian McShane to me. A talk, you say. I'm familiar with the parlors, Jonathan. I want to ask you this. Have you returned to the fold? Just visiting. Have you thought this through? I mean, chewed down to the bone. 
You got out once. You dip so much as a pinky back into this pond. You may well find something reaches out and drags you back into its depths. Now, you guys don't know this. My husband has had to hear it many times. Just a couple. And actually, those of you who follow me on Facebook have seen me say this many times. He is my love. It is as though someone has distilled testosterone down to its pure essence. He is the sexiest man. I I can't even handle. And they let him do his accent, his real accent, which I love so much. I love him so much. I love everything he does. He is 76 years old. I love old. everything about him. I would leave you for him right now. God. I don't care. 76. I would run out the door. P.S. When You'd he be was, running back in a couple of years. He's not going to be around that long. Well, I'll be rich. P.S. Okay. When he was young, he looked exactly like Zac Efron. So, Zac, you've got a good run ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I was very happy to see him. And I loved... There's a part in the movie when he goes, Your membership to the Continental has been by thine own hand revoked. And I was like, oh, sweet Shakespeare. Yeah, like you I love, just, you love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got all like giggly. It's um, true. It actually happened. It totally did. Um, I feel like the, okay, so this movie for me um, was not, okay. This movie was, as my father would say, pure action trash. Please, please do not try to defend, like say like this is a well-written movie or like a, a movie that's gonna like make me think or whatever like just admit like I want to go see a bunch of hot people shoot up a bunch of shit and see Keanu Reeves who we all love just fucking blow everybody away in really cool sequences and see real see a lot a lot a lot a lot of death and shooting just say that and I'll mm-hmm. be like, that's fine. Yeah. But if you're going to get up in my face and be like, this is um, a well, ma-, I'll be like, no, you need to shut up because you see shades of Matrix Revolutions in it. You see shades of Jack Reacher. You see shades of Mission Impossible. I mean, Jesus Christ. Vigo, uh, the the bad guy, gives like the basically the same speech that he's like, this life affects everyone around you. And, you know, we are cursed. We are cursed and blah, blah. I'm like, oh, hi, Mission Impossible. Um, he's definitely not Russian. Someone really should have talked to him about that. Um, I just, I was like, I get, like, I get it. I, I get it. Um, and I like shades of Constantine. I totally saw some Constantine. Good hell. Um, in fact, I was, I laughed because I love Peter Stormare who plays the devil in that movie. And he turns out he is in (laughs) John wick too. (laughs) And I was like, of course you are because we got to pull out every bad guy, like all of the, the like big hitters, the, the, big, the classics, all, all the big hitters, bad guys. Um, I did think it was interesting, given the shit week we've had um, in this country, that Yosef's friend was playing this super violent video game <laughs> that, <laughs> while we're watching yeah. this super violent movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, OK, thanks, Walmart, for pulling all those off the shelves. Fuck you. Right. Um I wrote down this movie has everyone it does. I was promised Peter Sherafinowitz, but I would Daniel like to, was wrong. I would like to, again, stress my apology, which was already delivered in person last night and officially make it on the record tonight that <sighs> Peter Serafinowitz, one of your favorites and a, a comedian and actor I enjoyed quite a bit too, is in John Wick Chapter 2. Yep. It was my mistake. I misremembered. Lied. I thought he was in this one. I absolutely loved Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is one of those people that I'm like, am I going to be terrified by you or am I going to love you or am I going to be terrified by you and love you at the same time? So he defoes your expectations. He, You go sit in the corner. <laughs> go sit in the corner. That is unacceptable. Bye, everybody. Unacceptable. It was worth it. No. Remember me? <laughs> it's terrible. It was terrible. 
I guess like I get I get this movie. I'm I know my I'm gonna hear so much shit on Monday from my brother. I'm sorry. Like I I get it. I get it. And I also uh, props to Eva Longoria for producing this. Mm -hmm. Like she was that girl has got smarts. Did you enjoy it? Big smarts. Um, I feel like you enjoyed it in the moment. I uh, there were I did, but I also kind of felt sick during a lot of it. Because of the uh, the level or intensity of the violence? Yes. Yeah. I just kind of felt nauseous. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool, okay, I'm tired of this now. Like, it ended and I was like, I need to not be around this. And I'm going to say that I think it is. it was a rough movie to watch after the week we've had. Um, I will go on record right now 100% saying I do not believe that violent movies or video games have anything whatsoever to do with violent behavior. So please do not misunderstand me. I'm not saying that watching that movie is a bad thing. Like it's going to make someone go off and shoot someone. In fact, watching that movie made me never want to shoot someone ever. Yeah. It made me sick in my stomach. Um, It is absolutely Keanu Reeves being a sexy badass. And I love that. Yes. But like, I, mm-hmm. eh, sure, I hear you. I mean, I get it. Sure, great music. It's very flashy. Sure. Um, but they're just—it's not. Uh, there's, I mean, I guess compared to Collateral, I was like, nah. Right. Those are, and they're radically different movies. This um, was what my father calls pure action trash. Right. And I think it is in a, a positive like gloriously trashy way pulpy good like high pop art schlock kind of way like, yeah i think it's a re- i think it's it's gorgeously made it's, it's beautiful it's yes re- the it's really well shot um agreed i think it's a really well made action movie and it's you know the reason they've made three of these so far and are working on a fourth is because they continue to be more and more successful like this first one came out and was a word of mouth hit it came out in october 2014 and uh, had a budget of $20 million. They really stretched it. Most of that was probably Keanu because they, they hired like lesser known actors. And yeah, yep. I can talk about more of that in a minute. And the, the domestic box office was $43 million. So that's pretty nice. Doubled its, doubled its budget in the box office. So yep. Yeah, yep. the domestic box office for Chapter 2 in 2017 was $92 million. And then John Wick 3, which came out this year, $170 million. So wow. they keep getting more and more popular. Yeah. Um, and so they know they're like, okay, well, let's, let's keep making these. Um I think it's also a, a really cool example of really solid, technically very well-made action movies. Like it's a, there are not as many cuts as you get in other modern action movies. There oh. are fewer edits and fewer cuts. Like moments are allowed to play out a little longer. Mm-hmm. Fights go on in a different way. Um, what's interesting is um, I actually did some research. I looked at a site called Cinemetrics that uh, – totals up name your sources that that totals up certain you can actually do user submitted data uh and you can cut the calculate shot length in certain movies so like the average shot length in john wick is 3.8 seconds and they're only about 1470 shots so i wanted to compare it with something around that time so a couple years earlier fast five came out in 2011 that has an average shot length of 2.3 seconds 1.5 seconds shorter and about 3,000 shots it's a slightly longer movie, but there's a lot more shots, a lot more edits, a lot more cuts. So I think one of the reasons John Wick works so well is like you get to see these guys actually flipping around, flying around, running around, and actually having these fights. There aren't as many cuts, so you aren't responding to like just the edit and like the shock of the the scene you're seeing. You're responding to the action on screen, so it's a bit more involving that way. You're just staring at me. Also, there was Ian McShane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to share some cool stories about the making of this movie. This was written by a man named Derek Kolstad, who wrote a treatment for a revenge thriller called Scorn about a retired assassin who comes out of uh, retirement and just gives on a revenge spree. Um, I feel like that's been done before, and but I can't like, think of who it is. That's like half of all movies is, is what I just no, described. No, but who am I thinking of? Uh, specifically, I will say I thought of uh, 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 Taken a couple times. Yeah. Uh huh. 
That's not bad. That's a really good. Ooh, Where that, he's like, that's a really good comparison. You want to you want to fucking bring it? Then touch gotta, something. Uh huh. Touch, touch something, something that's, valuable, that's valuable that's close to my heart. And I really did like. I liked when he explained to. Uh, was it? To, what, did he explain it to Vigo or did he mm-hmm. explain it to? Or he was like, it was just a fucking dog in a car. And he's like, no, my wife gave me that dog. Yeah. It was the only thing I had left. Like you killed the only thing. That, yeah. or Whatever. That was a really good. He goes uh, off. Moment. He goes off on a thing like, and the thing is, it reminds me a lot of. He's, he's kind of a classic, it's a Clint Eastwood kind of thing, like the man with no name. He doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but when right. he speaks more than a few words at a time, it's very convicting. Like he goes on yes. this rant and he's like, you know, a lot of people have been asking me if I'm back and I'm thinking, yeah, I am back. And, you know, like he, he just announces intentions because he's back in the game. He's determined to get revenge on this. But anyway, Derek uh, Kolstad writes a treatment for a thriller called Scorn. It's optioned by Thunder Road. At that point, Keanu Reeves gets involved. And this is true. <laughs> this is true. I did some research. Uh, it was originally called Scorn, but Keanu Reeves just started calling it John Wick when talking to people. He's like, I'm in this movie called John Wick. And so they were like, let's just change the name <laughs> to John Wick. <laughs> this is easier. I don't think he's ever going to learn the name. Uh, yeah. I don't know. So during while they were working on the story stuff, uh, Keanu's attached. Keanu sends the script to Chad Stahelski and David Leach. Um, now, Chad Stahelski is the credited director on this movie. and David Leach is credited as producer, but they actually co-directed together. But so, you're not allowed to do that because of blah, blah, yeah, blah. I, uh, DGA rules. So um, Stahelski was the stunt double for Keanu on The Matrix. And he also was the stunt coordinator on Matrix 2 and 3, which is where David Leach, another stuntman, joined him. So, which, ah, see, shades of Matrix Revolution. So Keanu sends them the script saying, I want you guys to consider doing the choreography for this, the stunt choreography. But he's kind of secretly hoping they'll take it on to direct. And sure enough, they do. One of the reasons it's made for as uh, little money as it was was because they got these like guys who were not usually big-time directors. So... They originally were going to have them just do second unit stuff, which is like a separate unit of the production that just has like stunts, fight scenes, pickups, things like that. So that they co-directed, but the Directors Guild of America won't let you do two director names unless you can apply for a waiver as a, quote, bona fide team. They have to prove that you are an established directing like the Coen team. Brothers. Yes, exactly. Got it. And you can't even get it and say like, well, you know, me and this guy used to write together, so we should be a directing team. They're like, writing and directing are separate duties. You have to prove you're a directing team. And even the Coen brothers for a long time didn't have both their names as directors and don't always. So I think that's horseshit. Yeah, so they both directed the movie, but Chad Stahelski was the only one who could be credited as director. David Leach was credited as producer. So they kind of beefed up the story aspect and made it more of the straight-up revenge thriller. Um, and they... One of the reasons that it, I think works so well is because they got these guys who had this intense training in stunt and uh, fighting and choreography and who'd worked with Keanu Reeves before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and knew him really well. Mm-hmm. They talk, they've talked in interviews about how what they would do is they would basically kind of give Keanu Reeves almost like a playbook of skills, moves, things to do. And when they would get on set, they would kind of just choreograph and see what could happen in that space. Right. So... Uh, they kind of, I think by virtue of knowing him and having worked with him for so long, they could give him things to do and know that he could deliver in a certain way. Right. I think their relationship from The Matrix, you know, God, this The Matrix came out in 99, this came out in 2014, so they've yeah. known each other for a while. Yeah. That relationship helped them work well together and make such a really fun action movie. No, that's for sure. I mean, when you have when when you have a director, well, that's why you see directors, you know, with their with their posse. I mean, you're you're going to see. Mm-hmm. Where Wes Anderson goes, Jason Schwartzman will follow. It's that's just yeah. kind of the way the way just it works. Just hanging out, just riding his little backpack. I think that's honestly. I think that they have a motorcycle with a with a little. That'd be fucking amazing. I do. A little sidecar. A little sidecar. Little goggles and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I I think uh, I think it's a, a gorgeous movie. It is super violent. It's definitely a hard R. Like. It's interesting to compare to The Matrix, which, uh, you know, as we just said, those... The, it was the... just the club scene was... Yeah. For those of you who have seen Matrix Revolutions, there's a club scene that's uh, with where you see the... Um, uh, the Merovingian. The Merovingian. I just made... I just guessed at who you were talking you about. You were 100% right. The Merovingian. Uh, the Merovingian, who, of which course... Which one's the Merovingian? Wow. Is he the old man with the beard? Um, no, he's the super sexy French guy. Is it the guy. twins who can levitate? No, it's the super sexy French guy. 
I'm drawing a blank. Is it Monica Bellucci? It's Vincent. No, mm. it's he's married to oh. Monica Bellucci. Oh. I'll give you that. No, yeah, absolutely. Monica Bellucci. Hello. Yeah. No. No. You can have. <laughs> Good evening, Mon- ladies. You can have Monica Bellucci. I love the French guy, um, and I love when he's like, it's like wiping your ass with silk. Um, that would mess up the silk so much. Listen. You're sassing me, and I don't care for it. Okay. Um, I'll find out who played the Merovingian, but continue. Find out who played the Merovingian, because I love him, and I love when he... Which Matrix is it? Revolutions? Reloaded. Well, he's in the first one, and then he's in the... No, no, he's in the second one and the third one. So Reloaded. Reloaded and Revolutions. Mm-hmm. My, I'm, I'm looking Just it up. an aside, my brother and I um, were... Eerily... That guy? Is it him? Oh, I'm, showing her, I'm showing her a yeah, photo. Lam- Lambert with some... He is very sexy. Yeah. Très joli. He's an, also a singer. Oh, bonjour. Okay. Oh. Easy. Pump the brakes. <laughs> um, oh, my God. He screen tested for the role of James Bond in The Living Daylights. He would He would have played the shit out of it, is all I'm saying. That man is sexy as hell. Uh, my brother and I had a weird obsession with The Matrix. Oh, he's not going to say weird had a normal obsession with the Matrix. <laughs> and so after Reloaded, we were like on message boards all the time, going through like trying to find, let's just say that we were very disappointed in the end with the, by the fact that we had created this, this, um, what's the word I'm looking for? This whole backstory, this whole like. It's like you had your own fan theory about what was happening. No, 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 no. I'm trying to think of lore. We'd created this whole lore, and and, uh, I feel like we were let down because uh, they'd left us all these clues that we thought were clues that everybody in the nerdy, nerdy message boards thought were clues, and then they weren't. And we're like, well, then what the fuck did you do this? Right. We were like super into it. But I totally digress. what were we talking about? We're talking about the club. Oh, the they club, had this scene club scene. Matrix Re- and Matrix, Matrix Revolution had this like um, BDSM club scene, and Monica Bellucci was looking all kinds of hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and like people, and, and that's what this this club scene in the movie reminded me of, like full on. I was like, oh, this is Matrix Revolutions. Hi. And now you tell me that the director and the producer worked on I'm like, Matrix. Okay, mm-hmm. well, there we go. Yeah. Um, I I thought that his, uh, I thought that, yeah, and I thought that a lot of, it's really funny that you tell me that because a lot, I while we were watching it, he would do these moves and I'm like, that's very Matrixy. Mm-hmm. And now I know. Yeah, it's the same. The stunt it's coordinators. It's the same choreographers. Yeah, made the whole movie this time. So. Made the whole movie. Which kind of also makes sense because the movie, like, there are a few, very few, like, non-violent plot scenes in John Wick. Like, maybe a handful. I want to say at the beginning where Yosef goes to the chop shop to talk to John Leguizamo. There's no violence in that scene. True. Just yelling. True. Uh, but there's very few... Which, so it makes sense that like these guys who have a background in uh, stunt choreography and stunt work, the, the, the movie they make is just this giant streamlined exercise and just pure action and stunts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else there. And again. But not for- in a bad way, I don't think. No, not in a bad way. This is a movie that you put on if you don't want to think at all. Absolutely. At all. Mm-hmm. I just want to see some cool shit happen. There's nothing there. Yeah. It's also interesting to compare it to The Matrix, too, because The Matrix was rated R. Um, but The Matrix, I don't even remember why it's rated R, because it's not very violent. It's probably because of drugs and hackers, and maybe they swear. I don't know. Like, people get shot, but because they're computer programs, it's fine. They just regenerate. There's, like, almost no blood. Like, it's just a lot of... Punching and zipper sounds. Yeah, Reloaded, and like there's boobies. Flipping around. Are there boobies in Reloaded? I haven't seen Reloaded and Revolutions <laughs> since they came out and because I didn't like them. Price will tell us. Okay. So anyway, but it's interesting compared to The Matrix because The Matrix is a bunch of shooting and fighting and running around, but it's in a bloodless way. Whereas this is hella bloody. It reminded bloody. me a bit of like if you mix The Matrix with Die Hard because it has that Matrix kineticism and fighting – but Die Hard's level of, I'm going to shoot this guy and blood's going to go fucking everywhere. Welcome back to our podcast where my husband would leave me for the movie Die Hard. Die Hard is a great movie. 
Settle in. This is hour one of 17 about why Die Hard is a great movie. <laughs> and you're going to be welcome. I, I don't care. You're going to love it. So, no. But you feel me, though? Like, it is a... Dudes get shot in this movie, and it's way bloody. Whereas in something like Matrix, they get shot, and they just, like, fall over. Like, it's just... There's no No, this is blood. Way very, whereas, very Like, bloody. guys are getting very, shot very blo- like, left, right, and center. Like, guy gets shot playing a video game, and Through the, the head in one in one side of his head and out the other. And it reminded me of... When Christina Hottie Hottie McTotty gets shot, gets her head Hendrix? blown. Hendrix yeah. gets her head blown off in Drive, which is another incredibly insanely violent film, but amazing and incredibly well written and a fantastic story and a fantastic soundtrack. And I highly recommend There's it. Something inside you. No, 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 no. You stop that. That right. was me singing. Stop it. Why? Nope. But nope. But nah. We're not doing that. I was no. Okay. I'll play it. We can we can play out. People on probably that. thought we just played it now because I'm so good at singing. I promise they didn't. <sighs> That's fair. My husband is a Tweedlebird. Yeah, I'm sorry. He. I'll never just sing all day. Singing. He sings all the time. I don't even know I'm doing it. I'm just singing out loud. Doesn't I do know the work. words. Doesn't mm-hmm. know the doesn't know the melody. Changes no. keys spontaneously. What did your dad say about you when you were little? I'm a human noise machine. <laughs> and he said it with this look of this mix of like awe and resignation, curiosity and maybe terror at like, look what I have created <laughs> and brought into the world. This little thing that just doesn't shut oh, up. Oh, bless him. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. It reminded me a little bit of Drive. Mm-hmm, totally. Which is a better movie, but doesn't have Keanu. I don't like to compare you love to compare. That's different. I think I want different things. Like Drive is a different thing. Drive is super violent. Um, what's funny is I almost feel like Drive, the violence in Drive is more like dread-based and anticipatory and like freaky. Whereas this is just like, like you said, I just want to watch like awesome. No, you're right. You're right. People just like blow stuff up for an hour and a half. It's really just explosive and good looking and fun to watch. No, I get it. I totally get it. I think that, um, I, me personally, Mm -hmm. um, I need more. I'm not. And this totally confuses my husband. Um, and, and like I said, there's a bit, you've heard me say this before on, um, on the cast. And I, and the reason that I can't find the clip of Patton, talking about it is because it's on a special uh not on one I of think his it's records on no reason to complain no it's not on that's the name of the special oh okay yeah anyway i don't like violence like real bloody violence i can't stand like the ni- the sound of the knife going in or yeah, like that's a, a big, punch it's a big trigger for you i don't like it i'm i this is just who i am you can be mad all you want but it's just who i am Hey, if you're mad, shut up. Go away. You know who's mad. Who's mad? Not me. You know who's like, come on, you suck. Um, the cats are staring at you pretty judgmentally, <laughs> but they always do that. Uh, but I do love, I do love a good true crime documentary, and like we've been watching, and we're thinking about doing a minisode about. Mindhunter season one next week in preparation for Mindhunter season two coming out. I just out. watched season one. We just I made him. I just barreled through it. I made him watch it because, and then I had to like tell him stories about each of the serial killers. Yeah, and he was like, "What the fuck is wrong?" Yeah, that's with what's you? so great. Like, like you can watch you'll watch you'll watch true crime, listen to my favorite murder, and you'll watch a show like Mindhunter, which is you know a fictionalized version of true crime. And it, and the stuff they describe though. No, Mindhunter is ta- not fictionalized. They're talking about the. No, actual... like I'm sorry, I should be clear. Like the the characters, some of the characters are fictionalized. Oh yes. But it's based on real events. But the murderers are not. But you know the things they show and describe and talk about, like you know, oh, we found the the woman's body in the dump and the breasts had been amputated, and you're like, uh huh, that's where they found Jane, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> You're like, no, sh- this is real. This is where it gets really kept, good. This is where them, it gets really he kept good. Them in his fridge. Don't worry uh-huh. about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you'll tell me stories about like, yeah, he threw the woman uh, off the ravine after cutting her arms off, and so she just stuffed the stumps with leaves and ran up to the highway. And I'm like, what do you <laughs> spend your time doing? And then this movie has like a guy getting shot in the head, and you're like, ah! 
<laughs> like that was loud. Sorry, I apologize. I apologize too. But it's I, it's funny like that we have different I, stuff I know, that like trips us up. I love it. it. And and love it. Uh, um, Patton's wife, his first wife, was exactly the same way. Exactly, and the a same true way. crime author, M- Michelle McNamara, um, who actually helped catch the Golden State Killer, which I know I've said before. Um, welcome back to our podcast where I just talk about true crime and Michelle McNamara. It's secretly a true crime podcast. Um, We're going to spend the first hour doing movies and just segue at some point to be like, yeah, who was the Zodiac killer? Um, Ted Cruz's father. Anyway, uh, I think that, or did we say it's Ted Cruz? I can't remember. It's probably Ted Cruz. He wants us to think it's his dad. That's true. That's what the Zodiac killer would want. Anywho... Uh, we're very much like that and I can't explain it and I won't apologize for it because it just is who I am. Um, I think that's why I loved alien. Um, the first one and more, more than aliens was because it wasn't just gore, 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 end. Sure. It was. And that's why I love Hitchcock films is because they are fucking scary as hell, but there's not, it's it's suspense yeah exactly and i think one of the one of the cool things about this is one of the things i love about movies in general is like there there's so many based on what you want to feel or see or experience at a certain time yeah like i'm not i'm like i'm not always in the mood for something like this you know i've got to be in like the right headspace for it but if i am if i'm like listen i've had like a long day or week or i'm taking a few days off work or something i just want to like sit on the couch fold laundry and just watch shit get blown up I'll put on something like John Wick and be happy. See, that's not what would make me want to watch it. That would actually agitate me. I really? was very I was very anxious and nauseous after seeing this you movie. You were, yeah. Because I don't think I was in the right headspace for it. I would want to watch it if I'd had a shit day. Okay. Yeah. And I was in a real and I wanted if I wanted to go out and fucking just beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah, the catharsis of just, it. Just, mm-hmm. oh my God, I need to see Keanu Reeves just just beating the crap out of some Russians. No, I identify with that too. And I, I would use it in the same way too. Like if I was like, I've just, I've had a, a shit time. I just want to watch some dudes, a guy take revenge and beat some, beat the bad guys up. Because it's, it's actually, it's one of those great movies. Like the bad guys get beat, you know? Yes. Like at one point, like there's a great there's a in the the club shootout scene in, in the Red Circle Club in John Wick, you know, uh, Keanu Reeves is fighting all these guys, and you see him before he goes in there, he puts on some body armor, but he goes through a lot, you kind of forget about it, and he gets shot in the chest, and you yelled, "Oh no!" And then you're like, "Wait, why am I yelling? There's John Wick two and three, like he's gonna be fine." But <laughs> I get really into it. I, li- exactly. I literally yelled like, "Just oh no!" Yeah, but also he's going to be fine because it's John Wick. They're not going to kill John Wick halfway through John Wick. But that's the fun thing about the movie. Like, I want to see a good guy beat the bad guys. The good guy doesn't die at the end. The bad guys don't get away. Uh, The bad guys who did the bad thing paid for the bad stuff they did. The good guy wins. And he got a puppy. Yeah, the good guy takes revenge and gets revenge. He doesn't die at the same time. It's not like a, it's not a downer ending. He doesn't, he doesn't like die getting revenge and like the last thing he sees is images of his wife and then he dies or something like he 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 wins and then he goes home you know like it's like yeah i want to see a good guy beat the bad guys it's great for that yeah no i'm i get it mm-hmm. i totally get it mm-hmm. i am not in any way saying this movie should not have been made sure i'm not in any way saying that uh i i i don't think i was in the right headspace for it last night but yeah. i absolutely I- I absolutely appreciated the hotness that was in it. The uh, awesome actors that just popped up. I was like, what the, who? Okay. Hey, That's oh, the thing. okay. Hey, they had, oh, they had just enough is. money. They had just enough money access or whatever to get like surprising good actors in a deep bench. Like Clark Peters, great actor who played Lester Freeman on the wire. Yes. Like, he is a gifted, gifted actor. You're like, Hey Harry, what? And he's way down the bench. He plays yeah. like a supporting guy. With a handful of lines, who dies? Yeah. But you're like, wow, that's a hell of a get, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. You know, I love stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, no, no, I, I, was I totally get that. it. I totally get it. This has been a really hard week. And yeah. um, it's been a really hard week for our country. It's been a really hard week for those of us in Texas um, and, uh, and in Ohio. Um, 
and I think that uh, perhaps I, I I tend to be extremely empathetic um, more than I should, and sometimes I can take stuff on uh, when I need to not. So, um, when I see the pain and all that that's happening and, and the just, oh, sorry, the dog is making her bed for the night. Let's, okay. Okay. Then I, I tend to, uh, internalize it. And Daniel realized that about halfway through. No, and, and I, I realized that about you and I felt similarly is the thing because, you know, we talked about. We, we got, you know, we talk about this all the time. Like, what are we going to watch next? Who's going to show who, what movie? And we were talking about this and some other options earlier in the week. And it didn't really click at that level. But then we get into John Wick after the week we just had. And like, like Tracy said, like neither one of us, I do not believe that violent movies cause violent behavior. No. I don't believe violent video games cause violent behavior. No. And yet it's so I'm not saying that this is, is, is an antecedent of that, but at the same time, when this stuff is really fresh in your mind and you watch a movie like this, it, it takes on a different color. It takes on a different tone. Yes. So I felt the gun violence, maybe in a way that I wouldn't feel it all the time. Yeah. You know, and And that is not a knock on the movie or a knock on me for liking the movie or anybody for liking the movie. No, no, And it's not to say that I dislike the movie because I still really like it. No, no, I, I totally, I could totally see It's just one of those things that like when it's, it's fresh in your mind, it's. Yes. Tough. I think I think this was just an issue of timing. Yeah. Um, I also though we've watched oh, ghost train. Can you hear it? What train? <gasps> Freaking me out. Um sorry. I <laughs> I do think though that we need to let's look back at the films that we've watched and we need to remind our ourselves as well as our audience that they're all different, mm-hmm. clearly. Very. And they're not all going to be, um, you know, tight scripts. And Is that an impression of me? Yes. Oh, um, God. You, I'm not even upset because it's accurate. I'm upset because of how accurate it is. That's yeah. the thing. When we first got together and he was... <sighs> I don't even know what the story is going to be, but it's not going to be good. Super pompous film critic. Oh I mean, super uh, can I leave the room? <laughs> I don't want to be here for this. About, oh. He would talk about the writing being very tight, oh, and he would God. say things were deeply, deeply flawed. And one time, he made me watch um, when we were dating. He made me watch Magnolia, which I hate. I wish I'd saved that for this podcast. And oh, fuck you. <laughs> Uh, hate that movie. I don't care what you have to say about it. So I love good. a lot of this director's other things, but I hate Magnolia because it's fucking three hours long. And I had to sit on the couch on the opposite end of the couch from him. This is while we're dating. I was like, I thought we sat next to each other. Let's make out. And he stops the movie and says, if we're going to watch the movie, we're going to watch it. And I was like, okay, ladies, this is what happens when you date a film critic. So I had to sit through three hours of a movie that I hated and he loved and I wasn't allowed to make out with my boyfriend because I had to watch a movie. My thing is like, let's just make out <laughs> like let's just make out instead. No, but why make out during the movie? You're going to miss the movie. We could just He's make out. Defending we could just make out the whole point. It's my God. This goes back to when movies came out. Like you go to the movie and you make out. Like but it's then you fun. Miss the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just make out? Oh God, I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're like you just throw on some music and make out, Seriously, man. I would. You would. You would have been the worst boyfriend. Like middle school, high school. Like you. You would have been alone in the theater because I already. I that was me in middle school and high school. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Uh, welcome back to our podcast. I hate Magnolia. Yeah. Um, welcome back to our podcast. I was a lonely teenage no. boy. <laughs> he was the cutest. The mise en scène in American History X is very <laughs> telling of. Yeah. yeah. Where he are was, you going? He's calmed down a lot. Considerably. Like he used to be super, 
super film critic guy. Yeah. He's calmed down a lot. I think I have. Which I super appreciate. Good. Because I think this is you. Yeah. I stopped writing about, I stopped being a film critic in 2014. Yeah. And I think that this, I think it's still, you're still, I still call you a film critic because sure. as a compliment. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think you've stopped, um, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Smothering the bunny? No. <laughs> what? Like, you know, Mice and Men. Is that a sex thing? No, it's about the sad man Should who had to get shot in the back later? of the head. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> um, <he's, laughs> no, <laughs> you've... <laughs> I call you Lenny for other reasons. We're so far afield now. <laughs> like, like when he tries to give me a massage, I'm like, all right, Lenny. Like, yep. <laughs> he's mm -hmm. just like, boom, boom. Does this feel good? I'm like, yeah. Yep. No, I, I'd have lost all feeling. In Imagine the rock arm. monster from NeverEnding Story putting the moves on you. And that's kind of <laughs> what it's like. They look like big, strong hands, don't they? Just me staring at it like, what was I given? <laughs> I can't use what I was given. Oh, my God. Oh, we have gone so far afield from John Wick. What are we talking about? John Wick. Which, honestly, okay, let's just, let's take it back. Let's take it down to the core. We don't, let's all, all of us, John Wick is a fun shoot 'em up action movie. Hell yeah. With the hottest of hot Keanu's and Ian McShane. And who do you think is hotter, Keanu or Ian McShane? Oh God, why would you do that to me? You have to answer right now. No. <gasps> oh. Oh no. Oh no. You got to answer. Uh, shit, 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 shit. Uh, I mean, I. Oh. And the other one dies. No! Okay, sorry. That's oh not going to happen. My. No, that's not. Just which one's hotter? Oh, fuck. I mean... <laughs> I love shit like this. <laughs> he does this to me all the time. Yep. Listen, look. I don't think that's fair because the age difference okay. is so vast. Ian McShane is 76, if I remember yes. right from when I looked up the... Keanu's probably, what, 50? Let's find out. How old is Keanu Reeves? Welcome, Welcome back, back to our podcast, Howells <laughs> County Reeves. Welcome back to our podcast. Who would Tracy kill, Keanu Reeves or Ian McShane? You were close. He's fifty-four. Fifty-four. He was born in Beirut. Okay, I'm gonna. I knew that. I'm gonna say I this. You knew that. Yeah, he was born in Lebanon. Did anyone else know that Keanu Reeves was born in Beirut? Tweet at us. I guarantee Travis knew. Tweet at not seen this pod if you knew that Keanu Reeves have a, was born in Beirut. We have an official um, uh, reviewer. He's Canadian. We have an official reviewer. Uh, uh, film critic Travis Lemons is reviewing our podcast for those of you who would like. Uh, I encourage you actually to read his reviews because he not only talks about how awesome we are, mainly me, um, but no, I'm kidding. But he also has uh, his own take on the movie, and it always brings something to light that we have either didn't know or forgot to say or usually didn't know. I'm just going to say didn't know. So I encourage you yeah, to- Yeah, thanks, Trav. <laughs> making us look bad. <laughs> I encourage you to you check jerk. it out. <laughs> I love Travis. No, you're an awesome dude. My own personal Superman. Yeah. He's so strong. He can lift a car. He's holding our house up right now. He is holding our house up right now. We didn't ask him to. He just does it. He just it. is. He just does it. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, yeah. So John Wick, I give it. I give it two thumbs up. I give it. An, mm -hmm. I give it my approval. It is great for what it is. Exactly, and that's the thing. Like that's one of the reasons that I liked it. I. I saw it when you were out of town My one dad time. needs to see it. When Price, were, if dad hasn't seen it, make him see it because he would love it. When you were out of town one time, I watched this and a bunch of other movies. Uh, and I had a blast because I was like, this is exactly what I needed right now. There like, you go. I just needed to see an awesome action movie. Um, and again, I think it's a really well-made action movie. Not just object, not just because it's an action movie. Like, uh, it's, it's not just take what you can get in the genre. Like, it's really well-made. Like... It's choreographed really well. It's directed really great well. Great music. The music is great. The cinematography is great. The action scenes play out. The fight scenes work so well because there are fewer cuts than you usually get in an action scene. Like it really honestly does feel 
like a much more engaging action movie than you're going to get out of most action movies today. Like, yes, it really does. Yes. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's like a few bucks to rent. Check it out and check us out. (laughs) What? At notseenthispod.com. That's a great segue. You like that? That was great. That was good. Our website is notseenthispod.com. Our Um, social media is notseenthispod. Just everywhere. Facebook. Twitter, Instagram. Instagram. Um, your mom's house. Your mom's Burn. house. Wow. That's not right. We encourage you. We're going to have, I think we're going to try to do like a giveaway or something, but we encourage you, if you review us on iTunes, um, please give us a written review. Thank you very maybe, much. Please, it helps the algorithm. Maybe we'll read your review out loud and give you a shout out. Uh, unless it's bad, in which I will just come John Wick you. Yeah. Um, Please don't leave a negative review. Like, what? Why, why would you take the time? Why would you take the time? No, but what we really we do to you? a written review is unbelievably helpful, even if it's just great show. Yeah, because the thing is, those written reviews help Trace the algorithm. Is hot. So yeah, Daniel sounds like a real beefcake. That's one we'll accept too. People actually really like your voice. Yeah. Hello. No, not now. Not like that. No. Nope. Made it too weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. That's my curse. I'm the one that gets away. I try away. to be sexy, and they're like, that's not I'm right. I'm the one that gets away with the with that kind of voice. I can't at you all. You cannot. <laughs> Leave us a written review, and I think uh, what we're going to end up doing at some point is a giveaway where we give you uh, stuff. and um, Like a cat. Like, like one of the cats. We have five. So that's five giveaways right there. There you go. Possibly gift certificate, gift card, possibly some art um, Who knows? by um, our friends that do fantastic film We're still art. figuring it out. We don't know. I'm working on it. But anyway. So yeah. I'm glad you enjoy. I'm glad that is. I'm glad that I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed John Wick. But then I was like, not made a nauseous, dude. Uh, I'm glad that you thought it was good for what it was. Yes. There you go. And Ian McShane. And Ian McShane. Which there you go, and a dog at the end, a pity at he the re- end. That's the thing. He rescues a pity at the end, so it's all worth it. Sorry, I put a lot into that, but he he rescued a pity at the end, and I am always in favor of rescuing a blockhead. Adopt, yeah, don't shop. They're the best because there's a lot of babies out there that need lovins, and uh, yeah, get a dog. Adopt, adopt, don't shop. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I guess we'll, I that was our refrigerator. Yeah, I wonder in. what the hell that was. That was our refrigerator giving us its opinion. So weird. Um, I will say my very last, my very last line of my notes was, "I'm all about the revenge." I yeah. totally get it. Yeah, you do. Especially if they kill a dog. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing I wrote, mm-hmm. and I think that that's really all we need. Yeah, there you I'm go. all. Those of you who know me. I'm all about the revenge. I will fucking cut you. Yeah. Um, so see, John Wick appeals. So John Wick does appeal. There you go. Just perhaps not this week. Yeah. So do you want to do hell yes? Let's do hell yes. Okay. You want to go first? You go first. I'll go first. Uh, my hell yes is actually going to be following up on something we mentioned earlier in this episode. I just, two years later, but still still counts, caught up with the first season of Mindhunter. Mm on netflix because my wife made me watch it yes a couple years ago when it came out we watched the first episode together and we were like hey we agreed that was terrible right and we're like yeah that was just it's just a bad boring blah episode and we're like i don't really feel like watching anymore whatever but i'm pretty sure somebody maybe tracy's sister somebody said no it gets really good you got to watch it so tracy sister has excellent on a lark fired it up and watched the whole season one night just by <laughs> herself mainlined the whole season and she's like you gotta watch it so two years later when season two is is coming up i finally got around to watching it and i really enjoyed it word it's the acting is great the writing is great it's uh it's set in the 70s at the fbi it says they develop their program that starts to hunt serial killers and figure out what that means psychologically uh it's a really cool show the first episode is not good basically the first two episodes should be one long episode that's the pilot. They had to but set it just, up. Unfortunately, they, they take just too much time setting it up. Didn't the do first it two right. hours should really be like ninety minutes of setup. Cameron Britton, who plays Ed Kemper, was nominated for an Emmy for that. He's uh, great. He's, he's great. Uh, so, absolutely amazing. Uh Mindhunter. So yeah. We might talk about it next week. So yeah, that's my hell yeah. Like if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth catching up on. For sure. Mm-hmm. My hell yeah. Um Fuck me. Uh, it's been a 
It's been a rough week. It's been a rough. You know what? My hell yeah. Um, my hell yeah. Is gonna be um, Beto O'Rourke. There you uh, go. My Damn, hell yeah one. is gonna be. I don't care what your politics are. I don't give a shit. I mean, I do, but I'm not gonna get into it with you. But uh, that man is a presidential candidate, and I think he committed political suicide. Uh, I think he threw himself on the grenade this week when he put his um, when he put his town ahead of his um, campaign. Yeah. Uh, and I absolutely love him for that. He recognized that he was needed. He went down there. He called out the people that needed to be called out. He's done the work that needs to be done. His his town needed him, and he answered their call. And I have an enormous amount of respect for that. I would have an enormous amount of respect for a Republican who did that. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't see that from a Republican. No, we didn't. Um, We're big Beto fans in this house. We are big Beto fans. You better believe it. What? Boom. Yep. Um, if you actually, I think, um, don't I have a t-shirt that says you better? Yes. yes. From mm-hmm. Anvil Cards. Anvilcards.com. Amazing. Run by our friends, the Woods. They are fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, he's my hell yeah, because he gave me hope. He, uh, went over one. to Ciudad Juarez and uh, worked with those. It's a good one. Those folks. And you know what? Just. Fuck yeah, it. I'm, he did. He 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 spoke truth in a hard week, and it was what was needed. He so, did, and he made and, yeah. and yeah. So, I I think that it totally fucked him politically, and I think he just just thought, you know what, I it's don't the fucking right care. Thing to do. That's a Texan thing to do, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, that's a Texan boy. Yeah. So that's my hell yeah. Good one. Um, and uh, I don't know what to take us out on. Maybe I'll take us out on we'll figure some something. drive that right. you could not sing. I sing beautifully. He's there's something inside you. Distorted as hame. Uh, yep, we're definitely gonna play that so you guys don't have to have that. In that your was memory. right. Nope. That was right. Nope. There's something inside you. It's hard to explain. I was so close. They're talking about you, you boy, but you're, you're still, still the, the same. same. My sister is crying right now, <laughs> weeping. All right, guys. Bye, thank for, you. Bye, bye, everybody. And we I love will you. See, I love you too. We will see you. <laughs> you are such a strange man. I know. We will see you next week. Peace.